and welcome. It's Friday, yeah. It is Friday. <laughs> is it still Jack Daniels Friday? Jack Daniels, it may be. Listen, start drinking. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J, Big Rob joining us once again. Robert Papino. Friday's turning back into much. Must listen to, not because you can't see us, but must listen to radio right here, Patriot Radio <laughs> News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, Wealth Insurance. It's what we do, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Listen, our founding fathers, they were very smart men. Very smart. Very smart men. And there's a reason why... This country was the envy of the world because they gave us the blueprint. That's right. They gave us, they, they literally, you know when you say, hey, draw me a map. <laughs> they draw the map and tell me how to get there. Right. They, they did that. Yep. Legal, and, lawful, constitutional, and they, and, silver and gold. Right, and, they, and they try to take it away, right? <laughs> right. They put it in there. You know what's so funny is they actually put that in there for this exact Reason. It's happening right it's ha- now. It's happening. We're watching it. We all got a ringside seat, right? <laughs> I'm jealous of the baby boomers. You guys got off easy. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know some of you are like, what are you talking about, double? It's not easy. Oh, <laughs> you know, but you did. The rest of everybody else is, is going to be paying the price. We're <laughs> getting slapped around all day long. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody, nobody was going, hey, I like it. Hit me again. Hit me again, right? <laughs> yeah, turn, again. turn the other cheek. I'm out of cheek. <laughs> you know, you only got so many of those. The website at allamericangold.com, the latest blog, it's up there. Go read it. Take a look. It's what we've been talking about. Welcome to the new economy, right? It's the side hustle. If you don't have a side hustle, you're falling behind. You're done. You know, we got... There's three categories that the the American worker falls into. There's 153 million people working, all-time record high. How many people in the country, Joe? Uh, well, there's about 320, but you got to remember now, you kids under the age of right, right, uh, right. 16, you got to take so those take, out. Take right? about 50 million. The, the, the people about over, you know, the, all the people over, say, 75, you got to take those people out. But, but. You know, overall, it's but, a, now, now, the people at 75 are working. They're greeting at Walmart. Well, yeah, they got to subsidize their income. <laughs> Could be. You're, you know what? I, you're right. I, my mom's 73. She still works. Hey, I see, work. I see these guys when I go to Walmart. Believe me, I try to stay away from Walmart as much as I can. But, but I see them, I see it. the greeters. You, they're there. But, but here's what's happened. We now have an all-time record number of Americans working the side hustle, the gig. Call it what you want. See, it used to be called the second job. Right. Right? They don't like to say that word anymore. <laughs> no, this is great. Hey, remember this one? You know, Mr. President, I'm working three jobs just to feed my family. Well, I'd say that's a, that's a true American right there. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that? Was that George Bush? Was that George Bush? Listen, that is Instead a true. Saying, hey, you know what? I feel really bad for you because, you know, I'm a multimillionaire, and I really don't. Right. And he's thinking, I'm, I guarantee he's thinking, who gives a crap? But but <laughs> she's working three jobs, and this guy tells her that's truly American? you got to be kidding me. It is now. It is now 44 million of the 100. We're essentially one out of every three American workers 
now has to work a second job. And a lot of those second jobs are second and third jobs. That's right. Right? I mean, like Uber and Lyft, those are two, that counts as two jobs. But wait a minute now. Uber's going driverless. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why, if, if that actually happened, I don't even driver. want to think about what happened. If, if, it re- if the technology really caught up, <laughs> then what would you do? Oh, Lord. We got a great show lined up for you. Our toll-free number again, 800-951-0592. As we watch all of this unfold, uh, the Dow was down General Electric today was front and center. The, you know, the earnings season, again, you have the these numbers that flash across the screen. GE beat on the top line, or it beat on the bottom line, or it beat this, or it beat that. But then all of it is these adjusted numbers. Right. Well, we beat it. Right. If you don't count that, we didn't fund the pensions. You don't, you know, we had to write off that subsidiary over here, and, and we had to close this this plant over here. But if you don't count that stuff, then it was okay. I mean, I think Ford's still moving to Mexico, by the way. Well, no, they, they, they went to China. They're like, oh, you didn't like Mexico? We'll go to China instead. And no one, you know, that time no one said anything. Right? Right. right. No, oh, okay. What, what happened to, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're going to stay here. We're going to stay well, here. Well, just like Indianapolis, we talked about them, right? Carrier did it, right? They already right, they right. started oh, the yeah. layoffs. They oh, did yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. But but neither here nor there. Uh, the Dow is off. It's, it, it's off, you know, 50 points, which is nothing dramatic. But uh, that was uh, thanks largely uh, to what General Electric had to say uh, even though they beat on the top and the bottom line, you know, right? <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, it was so bad that even Wall Street couldn't spin it. <laughs> the fastest spinners couldn't spin right? it. They couldn't spin it like, uh. <laughs> and I was actually up this morning, and it was hilarious watching them. Because the one guy, well, if they beat on the top, and why is the stock down? <laughs> I can't figure it out. I don't understand. (laughs) We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk housing. We're going to talk about uh, the the new, new, new economy. And then, of course, food stamps. And let's talk about that crazy man, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. And then we're also going to say we're going to have a blockchain Bitcoin special next week. We're going to talk, talk all of, tell you all about that when we return. Butter on that biscuit. Patriot Radio News Hours. Double J. Big Rob. 800-951-0592. You know, we've talked a lot about what, and I, I really think it's pretty universal. I don't even think there's a lot of objection to this. You know, we, we used to speculate, and we knew. And really, everybody knows. Now, the average the average guy on the street, the average American, doesn't know because they don't. They only know the history that that the the I guess the the people that are in charge want them to know. But when you actually know what the facts are, right? The dollar was just a short term thing. The Federal Reserve note was never intended to last five thousand years. <laughs>
between 37 and 45 years, give or take, give or take. The real good ones, maybe you get 100, maybe 100 and a half max. Now, we didn't go full-blown fiat. Right. Till 71. Till 71. Right. And already look at here. So we're, we're already kind of at the, the long end of this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we used to speculate about the Amero. Right. Remember <laughs> yeah, the Amero, oh, yeah. right? That was oh, going to yeah. be the new one. Yeah. And we saw things like the the, the, the North American right. Union. Yeah. And, and we see, like, the Euro is one of mm-hmm. those. The Euro was a a a, uh, a holdover currency. Right. And when you hear the people that really know about the Euro, they all tell you, this, oh, it's not going to last much longer. <laughs> right? It's not going to last much longer. Right? right? right. It's not right. going to last. Every, any real currency guy out there will tell you the euro's not going to last. And you're right, it's not. Right. It was just a holdover. And everybody is talking about, hey, it's going to be something digital. Right. Right. And we know, we've talked about the blockchain technology right, and, right. And, and the elimination of cash. cash. And cash is the enemy. And you hear it. And, and, and this takes you can't do it overnight. You've got to do the PR campaign. You've got to set everybody up for it. The technology's got to be there. All of these younger kids, you, you'd be amazed. And, and I have a, a really good, at least I feel like I right, do, right. a really good feel for the kids in their 20s. Because these are kids that I coached. These are kids that I still talk to. Some of them do work for me. Right. And they talk to me like, checkbook. <laughs> What's the checkbook? <laughs> I, I've never written a check. Right. Can I'm, I'm imagine, not kidding. But you, ever, can you imagine? They've never, ever done it. Right? Cash. I mean, maybe once in a while I'll have some, but that <laughs> not really. I normally don't have any. <laughs> these, these, these kids don't know what the, uh, CD player, or uh, the tape decks are. Tape either. decks <laughs> and all that. But, and but, vinyl. Right. <laughs> Well, that's that's now trendy, right? Right. That's now trendy. Right. It's trendy to have a record now. But but uh, they don't. They're there. They're already there, right? They're already. I, I pay with my phone. I do this and that. You know, you go to the airport. Not that I've been to the airport that long, but even when I do go, half the people there, their ticket is on their phone, right? Right. Right. So, right. so stuff is already there. We we you know debit card, credit card. Look at us. But one of the reasons it's such a long transition, Joe, is because the older generation. And and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna include probably our generation in this. But let's say you know 45 because I'm 51. Right, and I'm 40. I'm gonna be 47 in a couple of weeks. We're Gen Xers. Right, Gen Xers. But let let's get to the folks who are like you know 60, 65. Right. Most of these folks are not computer savvy. They're not phone savvy. I don't even know how many people actually in that generation own iPhones or I, I iPads. Think, I really think a lot of them do. You do? I do. I, I Well, at that age. Now, you go, even my, so my mom's 73. She is not savvy. Right. Okay, but she has a, she has a, a droid phone. It's a, right. A, but, but an iPhone, it's a new, and you have to now, right? Right. You've got to have the cell phone, it, right? right? right. You, you have to. Into it. But, 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 but it's here now. Right. right, and now we've got the technology. We the the Bitcoin, and then this latest was Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum. Well, Ethereum, and there's uh, Litecoin, and there's many, many other cryptocurrencies out there. But uh, again, just like the dot com, Joe, with uh, these cryptocurrencies, most of them, most of them, and I'm, 
I'm telling you straight out, folks, most of them are going away because they are scams, just yeah. like the dot com. Which just so like the dot com and all that. We're going to, on Tuesday, uh, Big Rob Robert's going to come in Tuesday. Tuesday's show is going to be all about uh, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology. What is it? How does it work? We will. Uh, Robert will also speculate on how it's going to uh, evolve. Right. And we'll talk about all of those things. So Tuesday going to be a special show all about uh, the cryptos. And and I know I'm going to get educated, <laughs> and and hopefully a lot of you out there are going to get educated. Uh, should be a good, great show. Don't miss it. That's going to be on Tuesday. But now that we've done that announcement, right. out of the way, right? Out of the way, <laughs> some really interesting stuff, and this is really it all ties together, you know. And and, and I say it all the time: we're continually putting pieces of the puzzle together, right? And it and it's a huge, huge puzzle. This isn't a five hundred <laughs> or a thousand piece. Hey, Joe, I remember when I was a kid, my parents bought me <laughs> like with a twenty five hundred piece puzzle. Did I took up the whole together. table? Took up the whole table. drunk people 
at 2 o'clock on a Friday morning or a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning that vomits in the backseat of their car because they wanted extra money. Yeah. Now, they could probably get some money <laughs> to clean up that vomit from the backseat. There's, I'm sure that you could probably get a position somewhere with that if you advertise it on Craigslist. <laughs> All you Lyft and Uber drivers, I'll clean up your vomit for $99. <laughs> I hear, I've been told that they'll pay you 250 bucks If that person's credit, I guess, you know, they have a card that they pay with, it's all electronic. Right. If they don't have 250 bucks in there, then you're not going to get the 250 are you? But that's what I've been told. At least uh, the, the drivers I've talked to say that, that they get a, a $250 if someone regurgitates in the in their in their car. So you think that all maybe these, that could be? Oh, a, you, hey, listen, somebody else <laughs> think all these drivers somebody else has a side hustle job <laughs> of I clean up the the throw up. So you, so you think most of these drivers are open sometimes? Yeah. I hope I get a time. really drunk one, <laughs> honey. Honey, guess what just happened? This guy just threw up in my car. We got we enough got money. Yeah, we, we can go to the movies next week. Let the party begin. Yeah. Oh, man. So so you think about that, and I've been talking about it here, because, you know, as I start doing these blogs, I start doing the research, and I start talking about it on the air, and, and if you go out today, I, I kind of break down this whole new economy, right? You heard President Obama, and now we hear President Trump. They brag about the jobs. Look at the great jobs on Janet Yellen. That's all she can talk about. The unemployment rate, how great it is. Look at jobless claims. They're all the way down in the 240,000. It hasn't been above 300,000 in a decade. <laughs> and, 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 of course, I've been telling you there's a reason why. All of these little gigs or jobs, right, these are, you know, 1099 contract. You're not allowed to file unemployment on those jobs. That doesn't count right so right. if you lose one of those jobs it doesn't mean anything right. if you worked one job and then you got paid 50 bucks but that was the only thing you got that for that month and, and, go, and go you're not unemployed that's right <laughs> so with the 1099 you can't go collect <laughs> and, and and all of those things have changed it but the 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 big factor the big myth that they're trying to sell is how great it is Right? Like you can pick your own hours. Well, you're right. You can. Right? Okay, I, I work my regular job, right? And then I've got to get in my car, right, and, and drive all night uh, to, so I can pay the bill. Right? right? Yeah, I guess you get to pick your own hour. <laughs> sure. Right? Okay. Hey, do these people ever get to sleep? Right? I, can, <laughs> I can do this guy's website on my free time. Right? right? That was time you used to play catch with your kid in the right. yard. Right. Right? That was time that you used to be able to take your kids camping or you take them to Cub Scouts or you take them to basketball or whatever or it was. Or take a vacation with your family. Oh, no one takes a vacation. No, That's what, a, what, the vac what vacation? The vacation's been gone. You know, I, I, I think maybe in my early 20s, 30s, the vacation ended. Right. And now it's, hey, I'm going to take off a Friday and Monday's 4th of July, right? And I'm going to count it as a vacation. Mini vacation. Right? <laughs> or my kid's got a club sporting event and it happens to be in California. We'll go a day early and stay a day later. We'll call it a vacation. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's what it is. 
But then you start looking at the other things. Why, why am I right? Why is it that I'm right? And here's another great example. We talk about housing a lot. Right. Right. Record high prices. Right. Records. Right. Right. Record breaking. All time. All time highs. Less Americans today own a home than we've seen in over fifty years. Sixty. Right. Sixty years. I'm bad at math. That's okay. <laughs> you know. I think it was a. Uh, uh, it's approaching. Yeah, it actually yeah. from it's less today than it was in 1965. Right. 35. So 45, 50, 50 plus. Not quite 60. Right. We're getting there. We're close. We're closing <laughs> in. That's a whole generation. That's right. Less people today own a home since really, and my guess is, if I do enough enough research. 1965 just may have been the year they started keeping records. That's exactly right. Right? So who knows? <laughs> who knows when? What does that tell you? We're going to talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the Deputy White House Press Secretary, who is also the daughter of the twice-presidential conservative candidate Mike Huckabee, has been splendid in fielding hostile questions from the press about President Trump's repeated use of Twitter. She observed that Trump has over 100 million-plus contacts through social media on all those platforms, including Twitter. I think it's a very important tool for him to be able to utilize, she added. When asked if Trump's tweets are vetted by an attorney, she candidly and unapologetically replied, not that I'm aware of. The President of the United States should not need to have his comments vetted by an attorney before speaking directly with the American people. Alexander Hamilton promised the judiciary would be the weakest of our three branches of government, and the president has as much authority as all nine Supreme Court justices combined. That is what our Constitution provides, and that is what our founders intended. The idea that President Trump shouldn't speak directly to the American people without having his remarks vetted shows how far the political power structure has strayed from its constitutional moorings. Less than a year ago, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg made a series of off-the-cuff remarks critical of Trump, calling him a faker and even musing that she might move to New Zealand if he were elected. Well, no one suggested then that Ginsburg's comments should have been vetted by the Chief Justice before she spoke. The same people who gave Ginsburg a pass for her intemperate remarks about Trump when he was a candidate are now saying that as President of the United States, Trump should be more careful how he says things, lest the supposedly supreme power of the judiciary punish him for it. Contrary to the media, Trump should be free to share his views on litigation strategy with the American people, whom he represents as our duly elected president. There's no confidentiality protecting such communications, but courts are not supposed to be in the business of ruling against a newly elected president as he works overtime to protect national security and fulfill the campaign pledge upon which he was elected. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? 
Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. The only difference is you just don't own the house. And here's the thing, and me and, and, me and Rob were talking during the break. That number really doesn't mean anything, does it? Zero. Right? It doesn't mean anything. All right, so people ran everything today. But here's what's really important. It's always in the details. Because it used to be minorities, right? Right. right. They were renters, right? right? The illegals, right. they rented. Druggies, right? dropouts. High school dropouts, the less educated, the GEDers out there, right. they were the renters. When you look at the numbers today, it really doesn't. Young people rent. Right. Right? Right. Today, guess what? Every segment they looked at. Hey, Joe, most of those young people, they're living in their parents' basement. <laughs> white people? Yeah, all the white people? Right. Yeah, you're renting. Middle-aged? who were historically the lowest group of renters, renting at the highest levels we've seen. Right. Right? College educated. Right? Remember, the education was going to set you free. <laughs> They're all working at McDonald's. <laughs> Renting. So think about it. You're white. You're college educated. You're middle aged. And it's gotten worse. And they're out there telling you how great it is. Right? Wonderful. Right? <laughs> and, and it is really, truly, it's incredible. And they, they go to people younger than 35. 65%. That's huge. Dude, we're not talking 25. No, no, that's, that's, that's 35. It's enormous. And it's only getting worse. And you sit there and you start thinking about what really is happening, what what really is real and what isn't real. And and I talk about it all the time and how hard, I know for me, how hard I am running just to try to stay right where I'm at. Forget about it. It used to be if you worked hard, you could get ahead. Yeah, used to. Now it is if you work hard. I mean, if you really bust your butt. You try not to fall behind. Right, you may be able to stay right where you're at. Right, maybe. You know, there's really three groups. There's the one group, it's the by far the smallest, which is I'm actually doing better today than I was when the recession That's came. That's got to be in the maybe that, one or two percent. It's now. the smallest group. Yeah, absolutely. The two big groups are made up of I'm working harder now than I did then. And, that would and, be, and I'm no better and off. That would be upper middle class, middle class, and lower middle the whole, class. Right. The whole, right. That would include everybody. Pretty much. It's pretty much. You know, to, you can, you know there's, the, the, of course, it's the 250K and below. The poor, poor, you. poor. But the bottom line is 
these, I'm going to be kind using these words, these so-called government officials and, you know, the bankster class of this country did exactly what they schemed on doing, is reduce this country to complete poverty. Now, we are barely hanging on as a nation because so many people are having to work two and three jobs just to keep their heads above water. But let's talk about that one percentile, that billionaire, millionaire class. And they're all basically cronies, okay? These are the people who were able to manipulate the whole system through cronyism, through government officials, through lobbying, okay, to put this country on its knees. Listen, it's really simple. Here's And I, and I said yesterday I'm going to start talking about it, and I guess today's as good a day as any. Let's not be fooled. The largest corporate welfare state in the world is happening right now, period. Okay, that's a fact. I, I'm, a, I'm disgusted. Because now we're going to give them tax breaks on top of it. We're going to cut the taxes. And the problem is, we love the sound of tax cuts. I love the way that sounds. Oh, it's, it's I'm such a, a nice ring. I'm a huge <laughs> supporter of that. But it has to come via less government. And, you, and the tax cuts, unfortunately, that they're talking about, very few <laughs> of those dollars are going to go to the side hustle people. Okay? <laughs> Because you don't make enough money to actually get a benefit from it. No, Joe, most of it's going to Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk and all of those guys, right? It's corporate. What the Federal Reserve did was rob all the savers to give corporate welfare. That's all that's happened. And, and you need to the understand that. transfer of wealth in history. It's just corporate welfare. That's, right now. that's all. And all of it is, right, we got to keep the stock, we got to keep the debt thing going. <laughs> and you look at what they've done. My grandparents, my parents, me. You mean the savers? The I producers. grew up in a, in a middle class neighborhood where my dad went to work and my mom was home. That's right. 85, 90% of my neighbors. It was the same thing, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that it happened everywhere. Of course it didn't. There was plenty of people where mom and dad were both, but still the the majority of it, especially when you talk about my parents and my grandparents, the vast majority of them, one person worked. Right. Made a decent living. Right. Had a vehicle, maybe two. You were solid solid middle class. You didn't have a side hustle. There's no side hustling. (laughs) Take vacations. Take the kids on vacation, do little, you know, be able to buy little things, uh, you know, like clothes and food for your All that stuff. All Nobody, that. you know, you weren't on food stamps. Right. You didn't get a subsidy. You didn't have... People Ob- didn't even hear food Listen, stamps. You didn't have that. Obamacare. You didn't have Medicaid. You didn't have Medicare. You didn't have any of that stuff because you didn't need it. And we've slowly started giving it all away so a stock price could go up. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's I, everybody liking that's the truth. Now. That's the truth. <laughs> now, fast forward to my kids. We grew up. My my kids would be able to come out here and tell you. I grew up in a middle class neighborhood. Right. 
Okay? We lived in Anthem, Arizona. Right. Okay? We were one of the originals up there. We lived there. <laughs> I hope you- I raised my kids there. And they will tell you. Oh, yeah. Pretty much all of my friends, both parents worked. Right. That was all the neighbors. Right. Both parents worked. Right. My sons were lucky. My, their mom stayed at home. Right? That, that, she that, doesn't that, now. That's rare. Right. She doesn't now because she can't afford to anymore. Right. right. Now, this next generation, they're going to be telling the story about how both parents worked and they worked multiple jobs. Right? Let's this say between both of them, they end up working right. six jobs. This is what is happening. This is what is real. And then when you start looking underneath at where, what arguments do the data support? Does the argument support Janet Yellen that we're at full employment and wages are getting ready to rise? Or does the argument really support, hey, everybody's trying to bust their up? Because I've always said it, and I'll say it again. Most people in this country want to be successful. They want to work. They want to have a good living. The headline reads, America Great Again. (laughs) Food stamp use falls to the lowest, not in 50-something years. Right. That that would be great again. (laughs) The lowest in seven was the headline. And I was like, okay. I know, because I know it's falling. And I, I, unlike most people, I know why it's falling. And, and I open up the article and I read it and it says that the, this is the SNAP program. Okay. Just, just so you know what program we're talking about, which is, it's by far the biggest program outside of Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid. This is, this is it. And they said that the, Participants stood at 42,600,000. Okay. So we think about 44 million Americans got a side gig. Another 42 million are on food stamps. <laughs> Who's left for work? <laughs> Just say It's the lowest levels, they said, uh, since 2010, when the level was only at 40 million. Which, by the way... And, 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 and you can make anything look good if you don't want to give enough context. The reason why they said 2010, why not go back to, I don't know, 06? How about 2000? Right. You know what? How about we go back to 1965? Because the number of people on food stamps in 1965 was zero. Right. Just in case you wanted to know. It didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the Great Society, Lyndon Johnson. Right, right. Okay. And, and they talk about how it declined. So I was like, okay, now we're getting, how did it decline? How did we get? No, tell me how it declined. How did we get from 47 <laughs> million to 42? How did it happen? And, and, I, and I started reading, and they said, here's how they started it. By the way, they did say this. And, and, and again, this was a Republican, I'll call it a Republican slant. Since Barack Obama took office in 2008, food stamp use is up 70%. Okay, so that's the, they had to throw that part in there. Which that's is, a caveat. That's a fact, though. Okay, so what does that tell you? It's skyrocketed. Right. And we've hardly gone anywhere. So it went up 70%, and we're bragging about it falling 10%. But how did it fall to 10%? <laughs> Starting in 2014, 
the number of people on food stamps started to decline slowly. The decline in, in, in enrollment began as a combination of the Obama administration's cuts to the food stamp program. Okay, so the first reason was not because people got work, because the government just said, you know what, we're going to cut it. <laughs> Sorry, you right? can't have your food this month. And they said that, that uh, $8.7 billion they cut in 2014. Then they said the next reason is individual states, as they've been running into budget issues, have started m making the requirements harder <laughs> for the people to get food stamps. And they talked about Maine, and they talked about Georgia, they talked about Alabama, they talked about all these other states all doing this thing. Nowhere in the article. Oh, and then they mentioned that lawmakers are working on instituting some more limits, right? That's right, one of the things right, Trump wants to right, do. Right. Nowhere, not even a sentence, people found work. Right. People got a job. People had their income rose enough to get them off the road. Not in there. Nothing. Why do you think it's not in there? I'm just asking you, do you think it's not in there? Because there aren't any jobs. <laughs> right? That's why it's not in there. Because it's not that the people are able to work their way out of it. Like I said, everybody's doing a side hustle just to try to stay where they're at. For those who can get the side hustle, Joe. And that's the hard part. Because here's the problem. Why is there still 43 million, that's 42 right. million people on food tickets? Right. Well, I don't have a nice enough car to drive for Uber and Lyft. I don't know how to do a website. I don't know how to, you know... So many things. Do QuickBooks That's or right. whatever it is. And most of it's, you know, technical computer stuff these days. A lot of people. I, my stuff, I, I can't have a yard sale because my right, stuff ain't but, nice enough to but, have. But, what, what, <laughs> what about the person who even wants to try and learn and doesn't have a computer? He, oh. he, he remains ignorant and will never be able to work in that field, create a website or work on QuickBooks or anything technical. Listen, and this is just what it is. And, and when you look at, at, at what really is what, I guess, what America is turning into. No, has turned into. You, you, you sit there and you have to decide why and how. Right? People, I, I really think people's anger about uh, Obamacare, it's re I really think it's all misplaced. Right, people are upset because they don't want the government to take it away from them. <laughs> right? And obviously, listen, I get that. Nobody likes that, right? When the when these all these Americans lost their homes, they didn't want that to happen, right? When all of these Americans can't make their car payment and the repo man comes, they don't want that to happen. Right. And people don't want their health care taken away. I get it. But why is it that we could afford to do that in the 60s? We didn't need food stamps. We didn't need health care we didn't need any of these programs that's right because last time i checked america was still the greatest country on earth in 1965 that's right we were we were growing we were flourishing as a matter of fact most people tell you america was actually more dominant in 1965 okay what's happened and and i'm going to tell you why i think the, it's the cost that's gotten ridiculous how did a car become thirty-five grand? 
And that's not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you driving a Beamer. <laughs> You're not rolling around in a Beamer. Right. <laughs> at 35 grand. Right? You're driving a Chevy Malibu. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Come on. Toyota Corolla. <laughs> oh, it's at the break. We're having too much fun. Final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, the Dow's down about 50. The S&P, the NASDAQ are lower as well. Uh, the rally back in gold. And really, this is nothing. Right. This is all the recovery from the BS that they were trying but to pull on. You know how much quicker it's recovering all the time now? Uh, they, go, go, they put out these billion dollars. Well, listen, all the things that they said aren't happening, right? right. The economy is right. right? right. <laughs> the, the retail sales are bad. Even the earnings, that the, the, these are such easy numbers, and they can't, and they're struggling with that. Uh, gold's up another eight, twelve hundred and fifty-four dollars. Uh, silver's up another twelve cents, twelve or sixteen dollars and forty-eight cents right now. Uh, to, you know, yesterday we ran the Indians and the Liberties at three ninety-five for the Indians, or three ninety for the Indians, excuse me, and three fifty on the Liberties. That's a smoking price. And I'm going to tell you right now, I only have I have. 15 Indians left at 390 and I've got $45 liberties. I was able to get a few more of those today at at 350. I'm going to do the same price. So it's a free $10, well, eight, it's 8. Right. It's going to be 10 for the free $10 move here. US $5 Indians. Remember, this was a coin that carried the plague. Right. Right? So they 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 started the, that program in 1908 with the Saints and uh, starting in 1917, they didn't mint Indian anymore from 1970s. And the $5 Indian, they didn't mint again until 1929 wow. because they thought it carried, you know, my, and this is my uncle's, don't put that in your mouth. You don't know where it's been, right? <laughs> that was the $5 Indian because they actually had an incused design. They carved into the gold, and they thought those crevices were carrying the plague in oh, there. Wow. And and so they stopped minting it. Those are at 390 uh, the U.S. five dollar. By the way, if you say, "Hey, Joe, which one?" I love the five dollar Indian. It's awesome. Okay, but if it was me and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to preserve my wealth, I buy the five dollar Liberty. Same amount of gold, and it's forty bucks less. Uh, they're at three fifty at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Final day here. Rolls of silver eagles. I'm going to three ninety five. Silver's on the move again. It's completely recovered from its flash crash. Uh, gold and silver now recovering from the the right. fat finger, whatever you want to call it. All that was made for TV, and it's all going back to where it was. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagle rolls at three ninety five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The and, and really, listen, I want to be optimistic. I do, but here's the reality. This is where it is. They've devalued all of the currency. The reason why our founding fathers made us the greatest country on earth is because we kept it away from the, the devaluation. That's why they wanted it That's to right. be gold and silver. That's right. They knew all about paper currency. They lived through it. When they talk about the Boston Tea Party, it's not about tea. Okay? <laughs> It's not about tea, and it it, it really wasn't about taxation either. I mean, that was a part of it, right? But it was about 
paper money. That's right. And the control of paper and, money. And they issued all that script money, and then they told Nathan, the colonists it wasn't worth it. I think it was Nathan Rothschild who said, I care not who uh, runs the country, governs the country, but if I can have control over their wealth, that means I own the country. I own you. There you, you go. Know what that's called? Slavery. If you want economic freedom, call us, 800-951-0592. Another great, Big Rob, great having you. Don't tune in Tuesday. We're going to talk all about Bitcoin and electronic currencies and the like. Absolutely. See you Tuesday.